Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be, well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. So today we are going to talk about happiness. And some of you may be like, oh my gosh, great, happiness. Who doesn't want to be happy? And some of you may be like, ugh, I'm so tired of hearing all this bullshit about happiness. So however you responded, get excited because we're going to talk about it all. And I have to know, so my producer told me that there's like background noise and we can't figure out what it is. So we have come to the conclusion that it's my hands because I talk with my hands. So I'm sitting in a small room with my equipment and sitting on my hands right now. So we'll see how this goes. Oh gosh. Okay. So in happiness, I am going to say something kind of controversial. I'm a little bit sick of talking about happiness. I'm not sick of happiness. Happiness is great, but I'm sick of talking about it. So many people come to me and they say, well, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And it started really getting on my nerves when people would come to me and say, I just want to be happy. And I realized the reason it started getting on my nerves is because we don't know what happiness is. Like, what does that mean? When someone comes to me and says, I just want to be happy, what does that look like? And I usually ask them that. I usually ask, okay, if you want to be happy, you know, what does that look like? What would that mean? But so many people can't answer. They say, oh, you know, happy. Like, I just want to be happy. (laughs) And that's what we all want. Right. We all talk when anybody ever says anything about their kids. They say, I just want them to be healthy and happy. You know, our spouses, a lot of times it's in wedding vows. I want to make you happy. I want us to be happy, that type of thing. It's all about happiness. But seriously, what the hell are we talking about? Because so many people, I ask this question to a lot of people and no one has the answer. No one has the answer. So I thought, all right, I got to do a podcast on this, obviously. And the thing is, I still don't have the answer because guess what? It's different for all of us. Let me get into a little bit about what I mean. So we as human beings think that things will get us happiness. You know, we've probably all heard that really, really gag worthy quote about it's not the destination, it's the journey right? But it's true. As much as we've heard that gag-worthy quote, and we know that, we think that certain things will make us happy. I'll be happy once I graduate. I'll be happy once I get this job. I'll be happy once I get married. We all think that. Whether we want to or not, Like it's human nature. We all have these thoughts. But there's a few problems with that. The first problem with that is that we're really, really, really bad at predicting what's going to make us happy. I think I've mentioned this before, but like we as humans think, oh, once I get this job, I'll be happy. Once I move into this house, I'll be happy. 
Like I won't be stressed anymore. You know, I know those things don't bring happiness, but it'll be easier to be happier. And we are terrible at predicting that. We might think, oh, I'll get my dream job and I'll be happy. And then we get into that job and we hate it. Like we are very bad at predicting what is going to make us happy and what isn't. I saw a funny quote the other day when I was doing some research for this podcast that said, money doesn't buy happiness, but I would be happier with a margarita on the beach. Like something to that effect. And like, yeah, I'd love a margarita on the beach right now. But I can assure you, if I was having a margarita on the beach every single day, I would not be happy. I need other things too. So we're really, really bad at predicting what's going to make us happy. But the other reason that this is an issue that we keep looking for outside things to make us happy is that things that we think will make us happy don't. So for example, money doesn't buy happiness. It actually does kind of buy happiness up until about $75,000. But after that, it doesn't really change the impact of happiness. So it buys happiness to a point of I'm able to pay my bills. And so my stress level is down because I'm able to pay my bills. Maybe I'm able to put some money away, maybe able to save up for a vacation. It's around $75,000. But anything above that, whether you make $75,000 or whether you make $275 million, you're around the same happiness level. I actually personally think that those millionaires are probably more stressed. That's complete anecdotal. I'm not saying any statistics about that. That's just my opinion. But like, I don't know. That seems really stressful, but not that I would say no to it. The other thing that does not buy happiness is marriage. Marriage does not buy happiness. If you are a person who isn't really happy and then you get married, you may have like a little happiness boost for one to two years, the research shows, but after that, it won't buy happiness. So we like think that certain things will buy happiness when they actually don't. Fun fact to know and tell about that. Oh, I hate it, hate it, hate it. When people say, if you're not happy, you should exercise, right? Because hopefully we all know the Legally Blonde quote, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. If you don't know that quote, go watch Legally Blonde. It's a classic. But fun fact to know and tell about exercise, the research that I've read about this is in America. So about half the people in America who exercise feel better. And about half the people who exercise feel worse. No, I'm not saying exercise is bad. I think it's good. Move our bodies in whatever way feels comfortable to you, you know, but that is so fascinating to me. Half the people who exercise are reporting and saying, and, you know, we've done all this research on them that says they're feeling worse. Why are we still doing it? Because we think it'll bring us happiness. The other thing is trying too hard to find happiness actually makes us less happy. So if I'm seeking happiness, if I'm going out and buying a sports car, if I'm going on vacations, if I'm trying to do this, if I'm trying to do that, right? Like trying to get a new job, whatever it may be that I'm trying to like add to my life because I want to seek happiness, I'm more likely to be more miserable. And there's a positive correlation with the more people are seeking happiness, the more selfish they are which kind of makes sense, right? If I'm trying to do all these things to make me happy, that's kind of naturally going to make me a little bit selfish, right? So all these things that you might thought will make you happy, they won't. (laughs) They won't. Oh, the other thing that I want to mention is that overthinking, ruminating thoughts, obsessing over thoughts, overthinking, and also comparison has a direct effect on how happy 
or unhappy we are. A direct effect. I did an episode not too long ago about social media and comparison and all of that. Yeah, because there's a direct effect to overthinking and comparison to happiness and unhappiness. Let me clue you in on a little secret. It doesn't make you happier. It does not make you happier. All right. So Sonia Lombomirsky, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I tried to Google those like pronunciation things and it told me like 15 different pronunciations. But anyways, she's a PhD. She's a psychologist. She wrote the book, The How of Happiness. She has researched happiness her whole career and continues to research it. I highly encourage you to look into her. The book is The How of Happiness. And maybe someday she'll listen to this and she'll tell me how to pronounce her name. But how cool would that be, studying happiness your entire life? Anyways, so in her research, she is a doctor. She looks at research with empirical evidence and it's research. She has found that happiness is about 50% genetics. So 50%, you just kind of have a happiness set point, right? You're just kind of born happy or not. About 10% of happiness is like life circumstances. So 50% is genetics, 10% is about life circumstances. Obviously, you know, when bad things happen to us, we're going to be less happy, things like that. But that leaves 40%. And guess what the other 40% is that contributes to what happiness is made up of? That other 40% is our personal outlook. There's a direct link between our outlook, our thoughts, and our feelings and actions a direct link. So research has shown that people who are mindful are happier than other people. Mindfulness is really, really trendy right now. Being mindful all the time is completely unrealistic and we can't do that. But trying to be mindful, which basically is just being aware of the present moment, makes us happier. I was with an old friend last night. My phone was away, their phone was away, and I felt happy. Because I was focused on what was happening in the moment. We were also in their backyard. I wasn't even distracted by like a restaurant full of people, right? In their backyard, just me and an old friend connecting. I was present in the moment, aka mindful, and I was really happy. So they found that people who are able to be more mindful, who focus on the present more, are happier than other people. They have also found that pursuing happiness through connection with other people the person is much more likely to be happy. So connection with other people makes us happy. So remember how I said I wouldn't be happy on a beach with a margarita? I mean, don't get me wrong, I would be for like a day. But I would need all my friends and family there because connection makes us happy. The fact that I said those people who are seeking happiness with kind of external things and they end up being more selfish, well, guess what? When we're selfish, trying to find happiness through buying fast cars or getting new jobs or whatever, then we're losing some connection with other people and that makes us less happy because connection helps to make us more happy. It's also important to know that people who are more compassionate towards others, people who engage in regular volunteer work, people who are involved in religious groups have higher levels of happiness, like significantly higher levels of happiness. People also get happier with age. How great is that? No, there is an issue with depression in older adults. There's a big, big issue with depression in older adults 
not to bring us down here, but the highest suicide rate is in people over the age of 75. So there is a problem with older adults, but typically people get happier with age and typically get happier and happier and happier until about like 75-ish. And then sometimes that goes downhill. That can be related to a variety of reasons though, right? Maybe a spouse passes away, like things like that. So they're obviously still doing more research on that. So all this research also says that happy people pursue new understandings. So they always want to learn. They always want to grow. They seek new achievements. Again, always want to learn, always want to grow. And they control their thoughts and feelings. So what I really want to talk about today, you might be like, um, you've been talking about happiness. <laughs> it is happiness. But it's about the fact that, okay, 40% of our happiness is our outlook. I get that, right? I could have a really, really great job, but still not be happy. Because that really, really great job, you know, contributes to like 10% of the happiness scale. And I got to work on the other 40%, you know? So 40% is our outlook. But I think part of the problem with what's going on in society is that people got hold of this amazing book, The How of Happiness. And they heard, okay, happiness is your outlook. And then guess what came into existence? Toxic positivity bullshit. Bullshit. So I did an episode not too long ago on toxic positivity. Toxic positivity is basically just diminishing people's feelings, denying people's feelings and saying, you know, just be happy, just be positive. Life is good. That kind of thing. Saying that does not change our outlook. So we're looking at happiness wrong for a few reasons. The first reason we're looking at happiness wrong is because we are looking at external things to make us happy. We're looking at that 10%, which is still 10%, you know, do those things. I want you to have a happy job and happy marriage and things like that. But we're looking at that 10% and not looking at the 40% of our outlook. So that's one way we're doing happiness wrong. The second way we're doing happiness wrong is that 40% outlook, instead of like really digging in and looking at our outlook, we're being fed and maybe feeding ourselves with this bullshit, just be happy crap. Choose happy. Ugh, I hate that. That is not what that outlook means. That outlook does not mean I'm going to read some positive quotes. That outlook does not mean I'm going to write a gratitude journal every day. Nothing wrong with gratitude journals. I think they're great, but that's not going to change that 40%. That outlook involves so much more than that. It involves, yeah, maybe some of that gratitude list, maybe some of that, maybe connecting with other people. Maybe recognizing how our thoughts are no longer serving us and how we can change those thoughts, which is a hard process. Thoughts don't change just by saying change your thoughts, but recognizing the unhealthy things that we're contributing to my unhealthy overthinking and comparison. And how can I change that? And what can I do? And no, we can't change it by just saying stop. Maybe we need to do more volunteering with other people, helping other people, giving back, giving forward, paying forward. So in preparing for this episode, I went to good old handy dandy Instagram and I went to look about what some happiness people say and I want to share some of it with you. All right. You are the source of your own happiness. Well, we're kind of the source of like 40% of our happiness. That's right. But telling me I'm the source of my own happiness makes me feel a lot of freaking pressure and stress 
of like, what am I doing wrong? And at the end of the day, we're not doing anything wrong. Okay, so 40% is our outlook. What does that mean? Is it going to help that 40% outlook telling myself you're the source of your own happiness? Probably not. Does it mean that I should maybe go to therapy or do some self-reflection into thinking about the way I look at things? And am I overthinking? Am I catastrophizing? Am I doing this, that? Whatever it may be. Yeah, that's important. This is the other thing. Okay, here's another quote from Instagram. Attitude is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Optimism is a choice. Kindness is a choice. Giving is a choice. Respect is a choice. Whatever choice you make, makes you. Choose wisely. So like, yes, if. This is like one of those days where I'm so happy this podcast is named okay-ish. Because this is how I feel about how we're talking about happiness. Like, sort of-ish. Right? Like, our attitude is a choice, sort of. But it's a really hard choice. And sometimes it doesn't feel like we have control over our attitudes. And it takes hard work to change that. If I grew up in a household where I was taught to be pessimistic and I was taught to think worst case scenario, and I have been used to my whole life doing that and having that type of attitude, reading a fucking quote on Instagram saying attitude is a choice is not going to help me. I'm sorry. It's not. It's just not. Giving is a choice. That was another one in this quote sort of. I'd like to give if I have something to give. But like, what if I'm barely scraping by money wise? And what if I'm, you know, a single mom with three kids and I don't have a time to donate? So like, so ish. So I think that we're heading in a good direction by talking about how like, yes, 40% of happiness is our outlook. But the way we change our outlook is not through this bullshit. Oh, Also, when I went to do research with Handy Dandy Instagram, I found something called a happiness coach. There's a lot of them. There wasn't just one of them. Apparently, happiness coach is like a way people make money, which I don't understand how. But I don't know what that means. Because as I said at the beginning of this episode, like happiness means something different to everyone. So like for me, I know The statistics say this, but also for me personally, connection makes me happy. I am like the definition of an extrovert. When I meet new people, when I get to know new people, when I connect with new people, it gives me like, oh, like serotonin, oxytocin, endorphin, all those good things. It gives me like a a boost of it. Like I love it. I know those things make me happy. So I, knowing that... I kind of chose my job based on knowing that, right? Not based on, oh, I think I like numbers or I think I like feelings or this and that. Like, I know the things that feed me. The things that feed me, for me personally, involve connection. And so for me, happiness, and I challenge a lot of my clients on this, what feeds us? So often when people come to me and say, I just want to be happy, and I said, what does that look like? And they say a big house or a boat or a lake house or this or that. And it's like, but how does that feed you? Maybe it feeds you like a little bit, but like, how is it like feeding your like soul? And so all that being said, I don't know how happiness coaches, like, I don't know what they do. Like, maybe they ask you these questions. I'm not really sure. Maybe they feed you like a lot of like self-help positive quote bullshit. I'm not really sure because I've never hired a happiness coach. 
But it's important to recognize that, like, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. As I'm saying this, I pulled up one of the happiness coaches that I was looking at. And the most recent Instagram post that this happiness coach has says, just stop it. And the caption is, are you doubting yourself? Not sure if you have the right knowledge. Questioning if you're good enough. Sound familiar? The best way to do this is stop it. Holy cow. This is why I'm doing this episode. Yes. 40% of happiness is our outlook. And just stop it is not going to change our outlook. It's just not. So if we're wondering what's going to make us happy, how we can be happier, we first have to define happiness for ourselves. We have to recognize that we're kind of bad at predicting what's going to make us happy when it's external things, right? Like the job, the car, the house, whatever. And then it's about our outlook. But our outlook is a hell of a lot more than saying, just stop it. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that I just saw that. That's ridiculous. It's a heck of a lot more than that. So you have to define happiness recognizing that the external things that we can predict make us happy might not. And then, yeah, we got to look at our outlook. Are we working towards being mindful and presence? Are we working towards not overthinking and not comparing ourselves to others? Because we know those have a direct effect on happiness levels. Are we working on not seeking money to buy happiness? Because it doesn't. Are we working on pursuing new understandings and seeking new achievements? Are we working on that? Because that is the kind of stuff that's going to actually change our outlook, that's going to actually help us. In 1972, there was a country that chose to pursue a policy of happiness rather than focus on economic growth. It's in Asia, I believe. So they decided to focus on instead of growing economically, we are growing in our happiness. Like that's what we're going to focus on. It's primarily Buddhist, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I think it is. Anyway, so they said, we are going to primarily focus on our happiness growth, not our economic growth. And this little nation has been the happiest ranking nation since then. It's also one of the poorest. The poverty rate in this nation is 12%. They have a really small economy, but it's said that they have a rich culture. I think they have like a lot of festivals. So I don't know how they, you know, stopped focusing on money and started focusing on growing happiness. I don't know how they did that. But despite being a poor country, they are still the happiest. Huh. It's really interesting. Anyways, hope some of this helps. And hopefully we can look at happiness a little bit differently and look at our outlook a little bit differently. And when we see these things in social media or whatever about happiness, we know that they're true-ish, but we know how to be like really okay-ish. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okay-ish podcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment, question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.